Welcome to the Genuine Admissions Podcast, where we talk to members across our community about all things Loomis. My name is Amy Thompson. I'm the Dean of Enrollment, and I am also your podcast host. Hello, and welcome to Genuine Admissions. I'm really excited to be here today to speak with two of our dorm heads on campus. This is part of a series that we're doing with some of our dorm heads at Loomis this year. And these conversations are among the most exciting that I get to have over the course of the year because we really get to dive deep into not just why boarding school, but really what is it about the way that we approach living in a 24-7 community here at Loomis Chafee? And to hear from people who um, are living with our students 24-7, but also have a philosophy in mind in terms of how our residence halls are run, um, who are the adults and the leaders in in those residence halls and in our community to help develop young people, and what types of skills are being developed not just in the classroom, not just in the formal ways on at on Loomis's campus, but in the informal ways, in the informal moments. And so I'm really excited today to have Lauren Williams here and John Cunningham here, who are both going to introduce themselves to you and talk to you a little bit about, first of all, I'd like them to talk about the many hats that they wear on campus. They are not just dorm heads. Um, they do a lot of things. And uh, in fact, Lauren, I think I first met you because you were my daughter's JV field hockey coach. Yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you've taught my children, and you've done so many things. So why don't you, why don't we introduce you? Introduce yourself first. Awesome. Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Lauren Williams. Um, I teach history in the history department. Um, I teach world history. It's a freshman and sophomore class, along with a couple of electives for seniors and juniors. Um, I also um, am the dorm head of Howe Hall, which is an upperclassman girls dorm. Um, I think we have 47 students right now. Um, and I work alongside a team of, of two in-dorm faculty and uh, four affiliates. Um, alongside that, I also do some coaching. I coach the varsity girls field hockey team, mm-hmm. varsity girls squash, and varsity girls tennis. Um, and I think that's everything. Yeah. That's quite a bit. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. And John. Hey, Amy. Thanks for having me on. I'm slightly offended because you didn't include me in Lauren Williams' JV field hockey coaching staff my very first year. (laughs) I can't believe I forgot how impactful you were on my child's JV experience. That's exactly right. I I apologize. I think she was pretty terrified when she showed up, and I was the uh, JV coach day one. um, But uh, this is my sixth year at Loomis Chafee. I'm the dorm head in Kravis Hall, which is a a um, little bit of a mixture this year of underclassmen and upperclassmen, but typically an underclassman boys' dorm. Um, uh, there are 50 boys that live in that building. Um, we have three residential families, and we have two um, uh, outside families that are uh, employees that work in the dorm with us. Um, I'm my official title on campus is the sports information director. So um, I work with the athletics and communications and strategic marketing department to kind of tell the story of Loomis Chafee Athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the associate head coach of the lacrosse team and the assistant coach of the uh, varsity ice hockey team. And um, I was displaced from field hockey. Lauren needed a better <laughs> assistant. So now I'm the uh, intramural <laughs> soccer coach. So <laughs> And an excellent one. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so one of the things that's just very clear from the beginning and hearing both of you talk about the many things that you do on campus is – why boarding school? You know, why is it that the two of you both decided to join communities like this 
that are majority boarding and why are you um, why are you in the roles that you are in here at the school specifically related to the work that you do in the dormitory? So what is it about these communities that have drawn you to them and what is it about being a dorm head that has drawn you to that role? Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just the built-in community, um, whether it's, you know, the, the fantastic people I get to work with or the fantastic students I get to teach and coach and uh, mentor. Um, and so having that just all-encompassing community is one of the best parts of my job. Um, and I think being a dorm head is an extension of that. You are constantly building community. You're trying to get your 47 students to understand what it means to live in a community and do it the right way. Um, and so I think it's in a really important role that um, helps con and continues to build the great things that are happening at Loomis. Um, and I think that in building that community, there's a lot of learning that goes on and, and it's not something we take for granted. I think that mm -hmm. across all the dorms and I think particularly at underclassmen dorms, they do it the best. Um, building that community communal aspect is is a big part of what we do. So mm -hmm. I think that to me is why I stick around and, and why I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Well, you know, Lauren, you touched on a really good point, which is this idea of living in a community and doing it well. And then you reference the underclass, especially as, as a developmental um, foundation of that. And John, since you're in an under, uh, primarily underclass dormitory, and when we talk about doing community well, like what, what types of skills, what types of, you know, what, what are we trying to teach uh, when we're in the dormitory um, for the, the residents' life's kind of skill set to all live together in a community that works together well? Sure. I think especially in an underclassman dorm, um, you know, boys that are 13, 14, 15 years old, um, there's a, a level of maturity that, that definitely hasn't been uh, hit yet by most <laughs> of the guys. That's <laughs> not true for everyone. But um, and just teaching them how to manage their time, how to um, take care of a, a clean room, how to be respectful of people who live next door or down the hall or of the family who has a newborn baby in the home, whatever it might be that's in the dorm, right? So um, the idea of really um, just helping them gain a little bit of perspective that it's not all about them. Mm -hmm. um, and as much as we want them to develop individually, we, we, we are, uh, like Lauren said, a dorm of 47, we're 50 boys. Um, and being able to gain the skills to interact with them in a respectful manner um, so that when they do go off to college or whatever they do after graduation, um, they're, you know, they're prepared to keep their rooms clean. They know how to do their laundry. They know how to be respectful and when have um, what might be difficult conversations or just politely asking someone to turn the music down or to even if you don't know someone, you're comfortable enough to knock on their room and say, hey, do you want to go hang out or my name's John and it's great to meet you. Can't wait to live on your floor. So all those things that um, are pretty important when, when you're uh, new to a boarding school as an underclassman. Mm -hmm. So how does that look similar or different, Lauren, kind of as then that foundational work is done in the underclass dormitories and then they're heading to an upper-class dormitory? Are there similarities? Are there differences? Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of what you see? Sure, yeah. Um, I think it's it makes my life a lot easier that we have such fantastic underclassmen dorms. Um, when I started in this fall, all of the students in my dorm knew every rule, like the back of their hand, they knew what they were doing. Um, and so they're just really prepared and they're prepared for the schedule and the routine that we have here at Loomis, which I think um, is an incredible routine that I hope that they maintain when they leave this place. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think when they get to an upperclassmen dorm, the thinking is really that 
they have a little bit more independence and a little less structure. Um, and so they get to kind of practice their independence in a, in a safe space mm-hmm. with really helpful people around. Um, and so I think that those skills are there. They're just doing it a little bit more autonomously, um, independently. Um, and again, if they fail, we, we're, we're there to catch them and we're there to help to put them back on the right track. Um, but it's really about practicing independence, which I think is really important mm-hmm. in the years prior to um, college or wherever else they might be going. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So when you when you talk about them failing and then people being there to help support and set them back on the right track, one of the things that, that makes me think about is there's different challenges that students are facing at different developmental ages and also different parts of our academic program, different parts of their involvement in the school, you know, as they get older and, they, and more demands on their time in regards to their co-curricular activities and all these different things. John, I'd love to hear from you what you think the, you know, I think about challenges of, of underclass students, especially new students, homesickness, for example, or trying to figure out how to manage time. Or, you know, what are some things that you're seeing that are challenges at that level? And then, Lauren, I'd love to hear, because that's not the same necessarily in the same way for the upper class dormitory, which might be more related to kind of what's coming next. So maybe it's more of the college piece or more of the. So I'd love to hear some of those differences, John. Yeah, I mean, I think. For a lot of our boys, um, the the most challenging thing is learning to live with a roommate. Mm. Um, and some of them come from homes where they share a room with their brother or sibling or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, we have some boys that like to sleep in really late and other boys that like to wake up really early or boys that like to stay up late doing whatever it might be. Um, and just learning to... Um, you know, be able to manage your time so that you're being thoughtful about what your roommate has going on and, and those types of things too. Because I think we're very fortunate that your office brings such great kids to the table um, that, you know, they're excited to do homework. They're excited to study. The study hall thing, um, I think they almost see as a just an opportunity for them to, to do well in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't, they're not fighting it. They're not, they, they, they understand that it's important to them. And so, um, you know, that adjustment, sure, it takes a little bit to make sure they're checking in on time and those types of things. But um, I, I still think that adjustment of like living with, with 50 boys is is a really fun and exciting one, but it's definitely challenging for some boys because, you know, you obviously have some kids that are a little bit more louder and comfortable who maybe come from a junior boarding school already and kind of know the, the route a little mm-hmm. bit, or you have a completely new to the, um, to the country international student who's mm-hmm. still figuring out um, different customs and things like that entirely. So um, there's definitely that. And, and I do think there is a little bit of homesickness. What's really nice is that in an underclassman dorm, like, you know, during study hall, we ask the boys to keep their phones in a basket outside their their room. But if a kid comes to whoever's on duty and says, hey, I I'm really would just like to talk to my parents right now. Do you mind if I step outside to make a call or whatever? You know, we, we, we're not so strict that we don't want them to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or... or so homesick that they can't do that and that's just one more way they learn to balance their time if they need to call their parents during study hall that's great but they make sure that they're taking care of everything they need to to be able to do that Mm -hmm. so this whole idea of first of all you know i thank you for the shout out uh the (laughs) students we bring in are amazing and um, one of the things that we definitely are looking for is you know, willingness to engage and interest in engagement, right, with those who are different from you. And that's why the students who come to Loomis are, they're already in that mindset of wanting to push out of their comfort zone or else they wouldn't be going to boarding schools like Loomis Chafee. 
And so thinking about then, okay, putting everyone like that into a residential community um, is going to bring push and pull, right? It's going, to, it's going to expand their horizons in a really great way, but it also that can also cause some discomfort in terms of seeing outside of yourself. And it kind of links back to what you were saying earlier about kind of teaching students that it's not all about you, it's also about everybody else around you, right? And I would think that some of that is also related even, even in your situation, Lauren, where you're, where you're working with a group of girls who are, again, all from, you know, all different areas, all, you know, many of them come into, um, come into your dormitory having known each other in the past, but, but, you know, Loomis is not a tiny place, you know, it also might be some people for whom it's different and new for them. And then there's the other additional added, there is the additional academic pressure, right? And the upper class, there, is, there are more things going on outside of school. The time management is something that they need to continue to really manage as they have more demands on them. How do you see all of that playing out in a dorm like how? Yeah, um, I think one of the, the similarities across the board for underclassmen and upperclassmen is that our students are motivated. They care a lot about what they do. And so that might just take on a different form mm-hmm. in your junior, senior year compared to your uh, first and second year. Um, and so the students that we have are really grappling with the pressures and uh, push and pulls, like you're saying, of academics, mm-hmm. athletics, extracurriculars. There's a lot that these students do, and um, I think that's a large part of, of why they're here is because they want to get involved and they want to take all the opportunities that we have to offer, but with a lot of opportunity comes a lot of uh, need for balance. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that um, our dorm faces is trying to help and, and instill that it is important to find balance and um, factoring in your schoolwork and your time with your friends along with sleep um, and nutrition and, and taking care of yourself is a big thing. Um, the pressure of being a senior in particular, and junior year is tough, but I think particularly that junior, uh, sorry, senior fall is really hard. And so um, finding time for yourself and making sure that you are um, like being your best self um, is really important. I think that's that's a challenge that we have. But at the same time, we do have so many faculty in our dorm, outside of our dorm, that are there for them. That's their safety net. So if they do have questions, if they have concerns, um, faculty are readily available. Additionally, we do have um, RAs that are um, student leaders within the dorm that are um, always ready to be there and be the the people in between the faculty. If you need advice, if you need guidance, they're there to help. Um, and those students really model what it means to be um, a community member and being their best self for the common good. So it's a, it's a really great example to point to as a dorm head. Um, and they're all very diverse and have a variety of, of skills and, and interests. So it's there's somebody for everyone. Um, and I think in an upperclassman dorm, that's important because everybody needs a friend, everyone mm-hmm. needs a mentor, they need a shoulder to cry on. Um, and so I think that as they navigate the pressures and the, the poles of, again, academics, uh, extracurriculars, their social life, um, and, and navigating that, their independence of an upperclassman dorm, um, I think that having the layers of support is really important. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so on that note, John, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the role of the prefect in the underclass dormitory as a leader. I know there's some similarities to RA, but there might be some differences. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of times with a, with a prefect, I think um, they're, they're, a, uh, they're always juniors, but it's a, re- a reli- oh, uh, they're always juniors, but it's a reliable group of kids um, that has really demonstrated that they have 
um, I don't want to say they have their act together, but they really know what they're doing. And, and so that when there's a freshman who is homesick or a freshman who's really struggling with um, six classes or maybe a level change, whatever it might be, they have those people to to just bounce ideas off of, talk to. Um, and it's nice because the prefects are still figuring things out themselves. They're still, um, as juniors, still learning things and, and um, having struggles of their own. So I do think that they connect a little bit more. <clears throat> and there's not quite that intimidating freshman to senior relationship mm-hmm. that might might exist. Um, whereas, you know, that, that freshman to junior, sophomore to junior conversation is definitely a little bit uh, easier. But they definitely, there are some similarities to it for sure as well. And, and also that idea that reminds me of the idea of kind of these, um, the informal leaders in the dormitory, right? That the fact that they're not all just grade specific dormitories, I think is such a, such a wonderful thing at Loomis Chafee because you have, for example, sophomores, um, in the same dormitory as ninth graders and the sophomores then, even if they're not prefects or already, you know, they're not in a leadership position, they're, they're in an unofficial, so to speak, leadership position or somebody who can, you know, you can go to who can give advice or whatever that might be. It also reminds me just of the fact that the advising system at Loomis Chafee has changed quite a bit since I started here 15 years ago. And, you know, I started here as a day faculty member and only advised day students for many, many years because I wasn't affiliated with a dormitory. And then I was affiliated with a dormitory and I had one advisees only in that dormitory. And now I have uh, students who are, I have advisees who are across all genders and all dormitories. And I, I actually, I love that because I feel like it does give students yet another person to provide support outside of the residence hall as well. And I know that you all have faculty who work with advisees in your dorm for whom, you know, they might not be affiliated with your dorm or living in your dorm, but they're advising in your dorm as well. So that gives you a larger cadre of people as well. So we did talk a little bit about this idea of kind of balance, which you touched upon, Lauren, and I'd love to hear a little bit about um, the best way to address a lot of this is through that building of community that you talked about at the beginning. So the fun stuff, right? And so I'd love to hear a little bit about that aspect of life in both of your dormitories, like some fun traditions, some community building activities, like talk a little to us a little bit about what's fun about living in the dormitory. Um, I think would be great for people to hear at Loomis specifically. Uh, sure. I mean, I think in how we are cognizant that especially in the fall, our seniors and juniors have a lot going on, so we don't really overwhelm them too much with a lot of, of big events, but what we do offer is a lot of informal um, fun, and so that will most typically happen um, at late check-in, which is at 9.45 at the end of study hall, um, and that is just a good opportunity for the dorm to come together. Every night we ha- um, offer a really fun snack um, that the faculty member provides, um, and some nights... Quite often, we pair up with some of the un- other upperclassmen dorms to do um, small events, and most often this fall, it's been fire pits out in the quad, so it's just a good moment to take 15, 20, 30 minutes to go outside, hang out by the fire, make some s'mores, talk to your friends from the other dorms, um, and then come back inside and, and hang out. Um, but across the year, we do have a lot of fun things that we do. Again, we like to team up with our um, other dorms. For example, we're going to most likely do a silent disco with Palmer mm-hmm. um, for all the upperclassmen girls, which is just mm-hmm. a really fun time. Um, in years past, they've done uh, water polo, mm-hmm. playing against each other in the dorm, playing against other uh, dorms, um, and things like that. So it's it's a good mix of, of 
you know, exercise or, or energetic moments or, um, in the spring in particular, there's some moments where, um, last year they had, you know, like puzzles and, and coloring books and de-stress nights. Um, so it's, it's a wide variety of whatever we need at that time, whatever the, the vibe is, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what we do to, to mm-hmm. help our students out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Since we're, we're a little bit since we have new students, um, and not that there's not new juniors or postgrads in that dorm, but they're um, new to the community entirely and as underclassmen, I think it's important that we try to um, give them as many opportunities to meet in a large group as possible. So right away in the fall, we, we usually kick off with what we call Kravis Olympics, which is like a bunch of silly events or some like we do some stuff on the turf like dodgeball and you know relay races and stuff like that. But we'll also do... Um, like trivia challenges in the dorm and just things like that. And we split up into teams. Um, and it's just a way for kids of um, all skills and backgrounds to kind of enjoy it because there might be some kids who really think of themselves as athletes that enjoy the dodgeball and everything. And there might be some kids who don't see themselves so much or um, feel stronger about whatever it is that they're doing. And that's where trivia or whatever else comes in. Um, so we do a ton of that stuff. We do um, uh, the KBA, the Kravis Basketball Association, is a thing we do every Sunday night. After study hall, we do three-on-three games, and it culminates in an end-of-the-year tournament. Um, and the winners get like a jersey and everything. So um, all the and that's been going on a long time. That's a that's yeah that's I think been around. Ed Pond I believe started mm-hmm. that when Kravis was rebuilt. I think in ninety four. Yeah, so that, it, I mean, I, it's been at least a decade or two, maybe. Yeah, it's been a long. It, it's, it's certainly a tri- one of the traditions at Loomis is KBA. Right? Yeah, 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 and, and there are when I I'm fairly new to Kravis. I arrived in Kravis in the winter, and right away they kicked me off with our Valentine's Day gag gift <laughs> tradition thing, where you pick a name out of the hat uh-huh. and you get them a gift, and you know the, it's like a five dollar max, but yeah. like it's just silly stuff, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, they, we do a lot of stuff right away to get kids really um, into the dorm right away, feeling comfortable mm-hmm. and feeling like they're welcomed. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, you know, I think when students are thinking about boarding school, that that idea of balance between what you were talking about at the beginning about um, everyone being aspirational, right, in some way. Everybody wanting to do their best. Everybody wanting to be involved in their academics. Everybody wanting to meet other people. And this is why they're at schools like this. But also it's their home. And so being able to relax, feeling like they're supported, feeling like they can be themselves, feeling like they're enjoying the informal moments as well as the more formal moments, I think has really played out significantly in, in both of your residence halls. So I'm um, so thank you for doing such a great job as dorm heads. I, just to, to kind of think about wrapping up, I'd love to hear from each of you, um, you know, what are your goals for your for your students in your dorm, what, you know, what if, what do you consider kind of like a success at the end of the year when you see what, how do you measure kind of, this is what I would like the boys in my dorm when leaving Kravis to be able not like, yes, they should all know how to do their laundry, but like other than that, you know, are there certain things you have in mind or for the girls and how, you know, what, what are the skill set? What's the mindset that you're looking for as they're moving on to college? Really? I'd love to hear from both of you a little bit about that. Uh, sure. So I think that one of the biggest goals that I have, and this is my first year, so I think this is one that I'm hyper-focused on, is safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's really important to be able to learn and live in a shared community in a safe way, and that is a pretty encompassing term, whether it's fire safety or mental safety or physical safety. Um, so that's a big one right now. Um, and so 
Additionally, um, I think a big goal for us is as well to make sure that we have a, a healthy and supportive community. Um, and lastly, one of my aspirations, and, and I'm hoping that this will be achieved, but um, and it might just be aspirational, but um, I think a really important thing is for our students to feel like how is their home and um, envisioning a moment where they may return to campus as an alumni and, and return back to the building, whether it's the common room or the room, and really feel that nostalgia and really feel that connection to the dorm and knowing that they had a positive experience and, um, again, just feeling like they're returning home as an alumni. Um, if, I, if we can achieve that in the dorm, then I think that that's a job well done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to boarding school and um, after I gra- I got married a year ago and I invited my advisor and my three coaches and my dorm head to my wedding um, and I talked to all five of them, you know, almost every week. And so I think when I think about the guys moving on from Kravis to upperclassmen dorms or, you know, maybe they stay in Kravis's prefects or whatever, I, I just... Plenty of them come in with a lot of confidence, um, but I definitely look to see the the um, change in the way that they the relationships they have with adults. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of times the freshmen and sophomores come in and are nervous or quiet and scared to ask things. And and you know I, I'm not saying that we're going to be best friends or anything, but I do love the idea of them when you see them, you know, two years later and they're the RA and where I'm now when they were you know quiet freshmen. The first year is just the ability for them to be confident on campus with whatever it is that they are, because some kids come and they're all about, you know, I'm going to be a division one college football star. And maybe by the end, they're really confident in being the star of the play, like just that transformation of, of um, being confident with with their best self, because um, I think um, that underclassman journey is is. Uh, there's definitely some figuring out that every kid does that's um, a lot of fun to witness, you know, in the year or two that they spend in Kravis. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, independence, best self, community, transformation. This is boarding school, people. (laughs) Is it not? (laughs) It certainly is Loomis Chafee. That's one of the reasons why we all do this work and we love what we do so much. So thank you so much for taking time out of both of your very busy days to do this. I know you have a lot going on and we really appreciate your sharing your thoughts about boarding life at Loomis from the perspective of a dorm head. Uh, This has been an amazing conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, this is Genuine Admissions. Thank you for listening.